Welcome to the Be Happy Remote podcast with your host, Sam Roberts. Join us as we talk practical tips and first steps to do well and be well whilst working remotely. This is a podcast for remote and hybrid workers and the HR or development professionals that enable them. In this episode of the Learn Anywhere podcast, we're going to look at the power of mentors for you and your teams in remote and hybrid organizations. We'll look at why mentoring is so important specifically for remote workers, the advantages and disadvantages of virtual mentorship, and also just how to make sure that mentoring relationship is successful when you are doing it in a virtual environment. Research from 2019 found that 76% of people think mentors are important in someone's career. I'd agree, but only 37% of people had a mentor of their own. So we know mentors are important. We know they add value in someone's career, but we aren't making the effort to actually find mentors of our own and we don't have enough mentorship throughout our career. What worries me though, is that through the pandemic, a lot of organizations looked at how to make their in-person programs fit a remote and hybrid workplace. So we've been to virtual social events, we've been to virtual meetings and hybrid meetings, and people are learning how to make those fun or effective. But not enough organizations have looked at their mentoring programs, where they even are offered to begin with, and worked out how to make them work in the virtual workplace. As a learning and organizational development specialist myself, I've worked on numerous different mentoring programs for different organizations, and each with a slightly different purpose. But one of the things I noticed in common with these mentoring programs is that the participants, both mentors and mentees, do not have mentors of their own outside of the program. So they are relying on the organization to have a mentoring program to help them um, to get mentorship. And that's that's why I'm not surprised by this low statistic of 37% of people in 2019 having a mentor of their own. But now that we are in this virtual remote environment, one of the big advantages is that you can take it upon yourself to reach out to mentors from around the world. It's really opened up the potential for mentorship for everyone and really equalized that. So we'll talk more about the advantages and disadvantages of mentoring, but I did just want to comment on the fact that mentors are not something that you should wait to fall into your lap. You really need to be proactive in finding them in your career and really reflecting on what the purpose of mentoring is for you at any particular time. I think there are three main reasons that mentorship is something that every remote employee should be considering. Firstly, we have an issue of loneliness and isolation. We need to be intentional about our relationship building and factoring in opportunities for personal connection into our calendar. And mentorship is a great way to do that as a remote employee. Secondly, Because we're not physically in the office, we lose out on those opportunities for corridor conversations, quick water cooler chats, and those opportunities for informal mentorship and feedback. Those opportunities that if we're in a hybrid organization, our colleagues are still getting. So we have to be intentional. We don't want to fall behind. We need to lean on mentors, formal mentors, more so to get that feedback. And thirdly, We need to be thinking about our own visibility in an organization as a remote employee, more so than our colleagues. We don't have a physical presence. So visibility and personal brand 
become something we need to think more about. Mentors can help you to build a visibility strategy, to work through your personal brand. And if they're internal to your organization, they can even go as far as sponsoring you um, to build that visibility for you amongst senior leadership. Okay, so we've talked about why it's a good idea for you to have a mentor if you're working remotely. But it's important to consider as well the advantages and the challenges of virtual mentorship. There is definitely still an assumption that physical proximity is required for a successful mentoring relationship, which is absolutely not true. So let's look at what those advantages are and what those disadvantages are. Another great thing that technology enables with remote mentorship is that we also don't have to be connected at the same time. So a recent article written by Ed Zitron for The Atlantic, he said, you should prioritize being on the same page rather than talking at the same time. So just like we're thinking about synchronous and asynchronous communication in the workplace, synchronous communication meaning communication that's two-way, that's happening at the same time, a meeting, for example, or asynchronous communication meaning communication where each party or parties is contributing at their own pace in their own time. So a shared document, for example, where people are logging on when it's convenient to add their comments. Take that same thinking and apply it to mentoring. So you can have a mentoring meeting, but you could also share, for example, a presentation you have coming up at work if you're looking at building your presentation skills and get your mentor's guidance on the actual deck. They can work on that asynchronously at their own time and give you feedback on the document through annotations. Asynchronous communication might not be something you and your mentor want to explore right now. That's fine. Remember that most technology allows you to do a screen share now when you're in a virtual meeting. So you could pull up live a document that you're working on, get their feedback, navigate a roadblock together. And that's something you previously wouldn't have been able to do in a face-to-face meeting. If something came up organically and you didn't have the documentation there with you, you would have been stuck. You wouldn't have been able to get their feedback until your next meeting, which might have been after the date of that presentation or that report being due, whatever it might be. You can also use whiteboarding features in your virtual meetings to brainstorm together with your mentor, save down the brainstorm then afterwards to your computer. Or whiteboard to just scribble out what your organizational hierarchy is to give them a little bit of context in those early meetings. So really lean on the technology we have and the technology that's just getting better and better when it comes to virtual meetings to add another layer to your remote mentoring that you previously wouldn't have been able to do. So those are the advantages of remote mentoring, but what are the challenges? When it comes to the challenges, firstly, I would say, think about the usual challenges of virtual meetings. So some of those cues aren't there, those social cues that we rely on in face-to-face communication. I recommend in a virtual meeting, just taking a two second pause before adding your comments, just to make sure the other person doesn't have something else to say and you're missing a social cue. The other thing to think about is just check your tech works in advance. Don't waste your meeting time on managing the tech. Don't waste your mentor's time on that either. And really regulate your energy. So think about screen fatigue. Never schedule a mentoring session on a day where you already have a lot of virtual meetings because odds are you might be a bit fatigued by the time you get to that meeting. But as the mentee, your role is really to lead that meeting, lead this relationship, come prepared 
with an agenda, be eager, be listening actively. And if you're fatigued, you're not going to be able to do that. And then finally, if you can, I would recommend cameras on. The reason being mentoring really is a relationship. You're trying to build trust in that relationship both ways. And with the camera off, it can get a little bit task focused, which isn't what we want. So obviously it's not always possible, but for the first meeting particularly, and then thereafter really try and have your camera on to overcome some of the challenges that come with virtual meetings and mentoring. Now that you've considered the advantages and disadvantages of remote mentoring, and you've also realized that as a remote worker, it's essential that you have a mentor in your career, start to think about what your career goals are and then plot out your existing network. Think about who you might want to target to be a mentor within your existing network or outside of that network, also within your organization or outside of your organization, all depending on what those goals are that you have at the moment. Then just go out there, shoot your shot and reach out to someone and see if they are open to mentoring. I think you'll be surprised how many people respond back to requests to be a mentor. Okay, I know it feels a little bit strange reaching out to people to be your mentors and a lot of people struggle with that. One thing to remember is that a good mentoring relationship is a give and a take. You should never be in a relationship, mentoring or otherwise, that is a take, take, take. So some of the things mentors get out of these relationships. Firstly, it feels good to help other people. Secondly, people love talking about themselves and their experiences and sharing that knowledge with other people. Thirdly, you have your unique perspective that no one else in the world has. So your unique perspective is something you can share with your mentor. Maybe you work for the same organization, but you have a new higher perspective. Maybe you're earlier in your career or later in your career and have a different perspective to offer that way. Or maybe you and your mentor are in completely different industries and you can give some perspective that way. So there's great opportunities there. The other thing that you can do as a remote employee is if you are connecting in a remote environment with your mentor, potentially you can share tips and experience about what it's like to be a remote worker. They might be a remote worker themselves still trying to navigate this and work this all out. So they might love hearing your tips and what's worked for you. So there's a point of commonality you can go in with early on and where you can add value to your mentor early on in the relationship and build that trust. Speaking of early in the relationship, your first meeting with your mentor is critical. Show up on time, be prepared, have considered the different challenges we talked about earlier from a tech perspective, and really focus on active listening. Listen to what your mentor is saying and build trust with them. Talk about what the expectations are for both parties in the relationship and any sort of confidentiality that needs to be addressed. And also set boundaries around when you want to meet, how regularly you want to meet, and how you want to communicate with one another. Get that all clear from the get-go. Here in the Learn Anywhere podcast, we like to talk about first steps. So I hope if you don't already have a mentor, your first step is to think about what your goals are at this point in your career. And then don't be afraid to take that second step and actually reach out to someone, asking them to be your mentor. Good luck with it. Don't forget to check out all the good stuff in our show notes.
And if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review and be sure to follow or subscribe to stay up to date with future episodes. That's it for this episode of the Be Happy Remote podcast with your host, Sam Roberts. Join us next time as we discuss practical tips and first steps to be well and do well whilst working remotely. Because hey, you can craft a remote career and life worth loving.